It's time for building the game. Building the game. With Jason and friends. From tabletop game design. The the end of the episode that's when it technically ends hello and welcome to building the game a documentary podcast today is monday january 10th and you're listening to episode 502 as always i am your host jason today joined by two of our awesome co-hosts i've got with me raven mckenzie and nicole amato hello hey hi (laughs) i am excited to have y'all here uh just coming back after episode 500 which is it's getting rave reviews from the couple people in my mom that I've heard from. <laughs> Actually, funny, awkward story about that. So my mom, we were my mom went on vacation with us this last week. Um, and the kids, I was publishing the show and the kids saw the video version and like, we want to watch it. And oh I realized God. that like I actually, some of my facts, I like said things about my mom. Like my mom forced me to do this song and stuff and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, well, now I don't really want to listen to it with her. Like, and then, so I was able to deflect and the kids did something. I was like, well, how about we go swim in the pool? And they were like, okay. Um, but yeah, yeah. So she won't listen That's to this, so, so it doesn't funny. matter. Um, okay. it, just, it just occurred to me. She doesn't listen to every episode, but if there's like, she listens, like if she hears there's a super special episode, she might listen to it because she wants uh, to be supportive. And well, in case she listens, her son hi, talk. Jason's mom. Yeah, hi. <laughs> Um, so what, uh, what have y'all been up to this, uh, past time here? Time-ish, timey. Played anything? Done anything fun? Holidays? Um, I'm, I'm like real stressed about COVID stuff. Um, but other than that, uh, my, um, my partner and I went, uh, we, we rented a condo on the beach in Ocean City, Maryland for nice. four days. Yeah, because we were like, it'll be awesome. There won't be any people. And we did. We played a bunch of board games. We played video games. We watched some movies. Um, and it was fun. We played, um, he bought like all of the game right games at packs that he didn't have already. Nice. So we played, um, we played Yokai, which is a cooperative memory game. Hmm. It's, it's, it's so, I was shocked. It, it reminded me a little bit of like Hanabi. Okay. I mean, I know Hanabi's mm. not supposed to be a memory game, but <laughs> well, I mean, kind of, one. right? I mean, yeah, yeah. Especially if you play with like magic players, forget it. They're just constantly like shuffling their hand. You're like, hey, what's this card? Do you remember what this card is? No, because you shuffled your hand. I'm never playing this game with you again. <laughs> um, yeah, that game was really fun. We also played Metro X, which is a like a roll and write about like subway stations. Yeah, it will make your eyes like blur, but it's really fun. Yeah, it was, I definitely, like, really messed myself up a couple times. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it was really cool. And then the other game we played wasn't Game Right. It was, it's actually an out-of-print Mattel game. It's called Spirits of the Wild. What? Hmm. Oh, man, it was awesome. It was a very cool, uh, I don't know if it was two-player only. I think it actually goes up to, like, I don't know how many players it goes up to, but it's this very clever, like, game where you, like, pull these little stones out of a bag and you, like, put stones on your board and you can like block the other player from putting stones on their board. And it was like, it was very competitive, but also like very chill. Hmm. And and I just liked it a lot. So I, I was, he's like, yeah, it's like impossible to find. I borrowed it from my friends and I was like, it's not impossible to find. And I went on the internet and I was like, Oh my God, it's so expensive. Oh man. Yeah. I love finding games that are like, Oh, I, I like I played um, Ancient Artifacts at my friend. It's a Derek Dooley roll and write. And mm-hmm. I played that at my friend's last month. And he, I was like, oh, man, this game is awesome. And he was like, good luck. You're never going to find it. And I was like, why? <laughs> why is that everybody's favorite thing to do to me right now? Right. That's not cool. I've got a couple old games like that that were old. Um, what was that company called? Oh, I, that, I know that's super helpful. What was that company called? <laughs> it was, um, I don't remember, but uh, it was um, the games are Castle and um, I don't remember what the name of the other game is, which is sad because it's like it's brutal. It's one of my it's the game that had me start designing games and I can't remember the oh. name of it right now. Ah! No, but they're out of print. And so people will play it and be like, this is really cool. Like, I want to play. I, where can I get this? And I'm like, you can't. <laughs> You're eBay like, if you luck. want to spend a bunch of money. Yeah. So, yeah. Um Raven, what about you? Did you uh play any fun stuff? 
um, fun things? A combination of both, actually. Uh, nice. I, I was able to, uh, you know, proper testing and all that, and I'm getting tested again in a couple of days, um, but I spent time with family uh, in Alabama. Um, so I played a game with everyone except for my dad. So next year, or whenever, the next time I see him, I'm going to try <laughs> to play one with him, too. Uh, <laughs> played a little bit of Point Salad. Um, oh, yeah, yep. Happy City, uh, Silver and Gold. I did finally get, I had my copy of um, Merchants of Magic was sent down to Alabama when I was moving. I didn't, you know, have a way to send it to me where I am. So I got mm -hmm. my hands on it, but I'm like, ooh, don't think this is going to play with the family <laughs> just yet. Maybe in a few years. Um, but uh, so, yeah, I got a couple of um, light games in, which... There were four children under the age of three there. So I'm very proud oh of us gosh. for what we were able to accomplish. That is uh, impressive. That is impressive. Yeah, that's uh, difficult. As it is always seems to be with you, Raven, uh, when you come on the show, I end up buying another stupid game. So I just ordered <laughs> Happy City because I looked that up. And Yay. that looks amazing. Uh Wait, let me I look love up city Hold builders. on, let me join this train. Let me join this train. I do love you, city builders you, and I love cute <laughs> art. And uh, well, that was both. Check and check. And yeah. I think my kids, it looks like, could also play it. So yeah, um, I think so. so it's yeah, pretty. That's... I don't know what the official age is, but um, I will say it's called Happy oh, no, it City. Is cute. <laughs> and, it is cute. And it's less than like you know fifteen bucks. So it's like, do you? Why? Why not? Essentially, right. But um, some people Dang. can play it very aggressively. Uh, I've had some experiences on BGA where I'm just like, okay, I guess that's cool. Yeah, I, I thought this was this a fun game, game, but you're a dick. <laughs> 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 oh, man. But it's a good one. It's a nice short and sweet uh, game. So, yeah, that's what I, what I got up to uh, cool. over the last few days. Well, we, uh, we stayed in Georgia for a week um, to get out of Michigan, uh, where Raven mm -hmm. can attest is cold from when you lived here. Yes. Uh, and we left just before the snowstorms hit. It was brilliant. Uh, um, but we, um, so we went to Georgia where it was like 70 every day. And uh, wow. it was great. And we, uh, we did play some games, not as many as I wanted to, um, just because we did stuff. Because mm -hmm. um, we could be outside, which was a nice, you know, uh, surprise. But so the games we did play, we played Point Salad, um, which my mom had never played before. She promptly kicked all our butts and was like, <laughs> I don't I don't know what I did. Um, I so I played I won the second game of it by scoring 54 points off just tomatoes. What? Uh, which was the coolest thing I've ever done ever. I had every tomato <laughs> I had was worth nine points. What? Yeah. Wow. Um, all the I just like happened to get the right cards, and so I was like, I didn't even care if I won or not. I was like, how many points can I score off these damn tomatoes? Like I'm in. <laughs> but, so that was a that was fun. And then we actually for the kids, um, they each asked for a Monopoly game, which they never do. Um, but they Laurel asked for Monopoly Animal Crossing. Oh my um, god, there's a Monopoly and, uh, Animal Crossing. Yeah, yeah. And let me tell you what, it's good. Like it's fun. So instead of you go around the board and every space you land on is an island. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> and when you land on an island, you claim the island and you get a resource from the island. And then from then on, if somebody else lands on the island, they get a resource. But so do you. Um, and then you every time you pass go, you can go to you can go to the Nook store and you can buy um, you can buy items and those items give you Nook Miles, uh, which anybody familiar with the game knows Nook Miles are, are life. Um, so you uh, you can buy the Nook Miles. And then after you've bought seven decorations, uh, then the person with the most Nook Miles wins. And there's Chance allows you to get some more Nook Miles. Um, it's, uh, it's ridiculously fun. It went a little too long with the kids. But like mm -hmm. I said to Steph, I was like, we got to play this just us. Like, this is, this is actually <laughs> legit fun. So I have a lot of respect for the new Monopoly games coming out that are different, right? Like they're really putting a real spin on it. Um, and I think that's fantastic. It's um, so cute. It's yeah. like, it's like disgustingly cute. It is. It is in the, the, the figures you walk oh. around with are like animal crossing, like people characters. Like one yeah. of them has a freaking fishing pole. Okay. It's ridiculous. Oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> it's great. Um, but anyway, so it's a lot of fun. I can't believe you're going to make me buy a Monopoly game for the first time in like 30 <laughs> years. 
And then the other Monopoly game, which we haven't had a chance to try yet, is Monopoly Builder, which is like the 3D Monopoly game. Um, so you like are literally building a, like a tall skyscrapers in the center of the board. I, I don't know how it works yet. I haven't had a chance to look at it yet, um, but it looks kind of neat. So, yeah, that sounds awesome. So that's what mm-hmm. we that's what we did. Fun, fun, fun. Well, tonight we are actually going to talk about um, we're going to talk about goals um, and not I know we've talked about goals on the podcast before, like how do you make goals, blah, 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 all that jazz. This time we're actually going to talk about actual goals. We're going to talk about um, looking at 2022. Um, last year I did this with Eric Slauson and we had a good time just chatting about what we wanted to do for the year. And and I hit some of those goals. I missed some of those goals. At 2021 wasn't what any of us thought it was going to be no. um, at all. So, so yeah, so we, I thought it would be fun to get a few of us together and just kind of chat about things that we want to try and do next year. And, and we don't have to have specific goals. I know I I'd said, I wrote some specific ones down, but th- this was my idea. So it was easy for me to do that. Um, but yeah, we're just going to, we're just going to kind of talk about um, things we'd like to, we'd like to accomplish over the next year. Um, and yeah, yeah. So does that sound good to everybody? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, well, I can throw something out there first, if that's cool. Um, so one of the things thinking about the show, um, I, I, I want to, um, do two big things for the show. Big things, big things for the show. <laughs> I want to, I want to do a couple new things for the show. One, I, I want to get better at scheduling the show out, um, so that we can have some more multi-host episodes like this, where we've got a few of us hanging out, talking about a topic that's. I, I love those episodes. Um, we were joking for the listeners before we started recording that Raven and Nicole had never actually met in person, obviously, but or online uh, until we did episode 500. And, and I'm sure that was the case um, for several of the of the people there. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's silly because like we're all hosting a show together. We should all be here together. So I shouldn't be the only one who gets the awesome, you know, awesome job to hang out with everybody. I want <laughs> other people to be able to hang out, too. So. So I want to focus on doing more of that um, and uh, and also just kind of normalizing the idea that it's not always just me and a guest. It's it's maybe a couple hosts and a guest. And, and generally that would be me um, and, and, and one or two of y'all and a guest. Um, but hey, who knows? Maybe I'll take some episodes off and those episodes will like win a prize or something. It'd be cool. <laughs> um, uh, so but the other thing around the podcast is and I, this is something I, I'm working on uh, is I want to get an about page done that actually has some better information about all of us hosts, including Ooh. the former hosts and stuff uh, on the podcast page. Um, just to even get Rob, more out there. you're going to include so, Rob as a former host, like a uh, former host uh, in it for him. <laughs> I think for like Tarski, I'll just say former host for Rob. I think I might put one of those like crossed out things across it. <laughs> Banned. No, uh, no I want to, you know, because I, I, I think it's cool to show the journey of where we've come from. I mean, if you go to the archive list uh, where you can listen to every episode of the show, I don't know why you want to do that, but if you want to, you can do that. Um, and it actually lists by section where, like, you know, 2012 to 2019, Jason and Rob, 2019 through 2021. Uh, Jason, Nicole, Julio, and Jason, and then it's got now it's got Jason, Nicole, Raven, and Julio. So, um, and so yeah, I, I just I like to keep that updated, and um, I it'd be nice for people to know more about us, you know, like and what we're doing game wise. It'll help people find us better, like online and stuff, to follow us, and yeah, that that's that's something I want to do for the podcast. Well, that sounds cool. Uh, informative yeah, for exciting. other people, and yeah. Attainable too, which is really important. I feel like it is. Atta- <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we got to ease into twenty twenty two. We can't. Yes. Like, <laughs> we can't go running into twenty twenty two. No, no, I'm coming in with a hazmat suit and like a ten foot oh, pole. Man. You know. <laughs> oh man. Uh, what's something one of y'all want to hoping to do next year? You want to go first, Raven? This year. I was just about to ask the same question, Nicole. Uh, I can, because <laughs> I have a general one. Mine are definitely more um, nebulous, I guess. Uh, there's on. nothing wrong with that. <laughs> yeah, nothing wrong. <laughs> Refining with time. Um, but one thing I definitely want to do is, um, it's funny, we just talk about like, you know, going into 2022 slowly, but I do want to release something in some way, shape, or form. So nothing as like huge as like I'm going to crowdfund a fifty dollar game. I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> this year. 
Right, right, right. But whether it's like something free or something small box or something just cards or a roll and write or whatever, I want something polished out there for the world to enjoy. Mm -hmm. And so that's something, I have a couple things I'm working on that are in various stages of development and whatnot. Um, But I think if I could sit down (laughs) and, you know, hammer it out, I should be able to put something small out this year just to have it out there. That's a great idea. That is a great idea. What about you, Nicole? Uh, I am going to be a little bit of a bummer. Um, As you guys know, I lost my partner last year. And um, so my main goal is just to make a game by myself, which I've never done before. And I am a little, that feels really overwhelming and really daunting. But I have like ideas and I think I just have to like sit down and like, like make one of them and and it, mm-hmm. it it does feel like like you said it feels like nebulous but at the same time it also feels like like when I sit down to try to do something I'm like this feels nebulous but also too specific like I feel like overwhelmed by like how right. specific it is so yeah so that's my my main goal is just to make something that I could sit down and have a play test of and it wouldn't mm-hmm. be broken <laughs> <laughs> right 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 and if it's broken that's okay too to start out with yeah right? Yeah, always fix it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think the thing to remember about that is like, you never really design a game by yourself, right? I mean, yeah. like you've got to get that first version out there, and then you're gonna get feedback, you're gonna get you know ideas, and like that's when you know. Um, but that but that first hurdle is really hard, especially if you're not used to doing that, right? Yeah. Um, even having been someone that designed solo and then now designs mostly with co-designers, when I sit down to work on something by myself, I'm like, oh, like so. <laughs> and that's not even close to what you're dealing with. So, like, I, I totally respect where you're coming from with that. That's, yeah, yeah. that's a good goal. It's a good goal. Thank you. And the Thank first you. one's going to be the hardest, right? I mean, that's yeah. that's the deal. Yeah, yeah. Um. Along the lines of uh, of kind of changing how we're working on things, I want to get back to working with my kids again on a couple projects. Um, we had game designs we were working on for both of them. Um, and then, like, so so she doesn't know this, um, but Laurel actually, her game actually got signed by a mass market <gasps> publisher. And then, and then we got it, and then we got it back. Um, oh, no. so, so she doesn't know that. And I didn't tell her because I didn't know how it was going to go. Plus she couldn't sign an NDA. So I really couldn't give her that much information about it. Cause it was going to be licensed. Um, and she would have loved it. It's, it's too bad. Um, but, uh, so I want to get her game out, whether it's mm-hmm. GameCraft or whatever, just put it out there, get it printed, uh, give some copies away, have it for sale out there, put it on my website, that sort of thing. Um, but I want to get back into my son's game too. We had this game, Dodgy Dinos we were working on. Um, and then, uh, Peaceable Kingdom published almost the exact same game. Um, uh, so him and I are going to do a retheme on that. Uh, I think we're going to make it about, um, herding dinos, uh, on the moon and you're their pet dinosaurs. Uh, so it went from like trying to save dinosaurs to trying to actually get your pets back after your spaceship crash lands on the moon and there's asteroids raining down. Uh, we're both really jazzed about cartoon dinosaurs, um, that are your pets wearing like uh, helmets like space helmets. Oh my god! Like running around on the moon. Yes. Um, well, you're like you're like space cowboys trying to get something. Like it just sounds really fun. So, um, so that's what him and I are going to work on, and I'm I'm pretty stoked about that idea. Um, a real quick uh, aside to that, a, another uh, thing I'd really like to do is get another mass market game signed again, um, and actually have it go through this time. That'd be sweet. Um, so yeah, that's uh, something I'd love to do. Um, just because I'd really like to get a licensed game out there. We're pitching some. You just never know what's gonna what's gonna happen with it. Like you literally just never know. Like it could be the best game, and if the IP or license doesn't work out, that's it. I yeah. mean, we have a game that 100% fits an amazing video game license, and it's great. And everybody tells us it's great, and nobody can make a game with the license that we can find. Oh so, no! Oh. Eh. And it's a huge license. It's just for some reason right now the way it's working. They're not allowed to do that. So, um, and they basically said, if we could, yeah, we would do this, but we can't. Oh. So, 
Yeah. I don't know if that's like better or worse. I think better because yeah. they're into yeah. it, but like and I think we could I think we could retheme the game and make it work. It's just it's so perfect. Like it's mm-hmm. just it's just so perfect. Uh for the theme. Um yeah. So and that has all to do with the co-designer who who worked on it with me, Jonathan Schaffer. But um yes, okay. That's enough for me. So Nicole, do you have something else you want to mention? Um, well, the opposite of what I just said, which is I'd like to collaborate with someone because I've only worked with Anthony. So I'd love to collaborate with somebody else. and, and To slum it with somebody not as cool as Anthony? Yeah, I mean, I guess so. I can deign to work with somebody who isn't Anthony. But um, yeah, I've got like, you know, Anthony and I had a couple of ideas that we were working on with a couple of other people that like sort of didn't go anywhere because he got sick and we like just had so much to deal with but uh, and then you know and then COVID happened so but yeah I'd like to like revisit some of those things or revisit some of my own ideas that I feel like could be good co-designs with other people and yeah I I think it would be fun to make a game with somebody else but I'm also again daunted for like other reasons to work with somebody Mm -hmm. else because you know I think one of my great fears is just that you know, I, I wasn't the good part of the design. You know what I mean? Like, like my worry is that Anthony was the designer and I did all the other stuff. And now I'm like, Oh no. What if that's the truth? <laughs> oh, so you yeah, have a little though. imposter syndrome no. here. Yeah. Yeah. But it is okay to feel that way, but you're wrong. <laughs> 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 this is a case where I feel like you need somebody to tell you that you are wrong. Thank you. I appreciate it, it, it was never just him. It was always both of you, but but I can I can see like there are people when I co-design with them where it feels like they're doing everything and I'm doing nothing. And there are people when I co-design with and I feel like I'm doing everything and they're not. And it's not. It's just like it's just how that relationship works. Right. You right. know, um, and, and I think that I mean, you've started co-designing too, Raven. So I'm yeah. sure you feel some of that as well. Agreed. And we're going to first one and then not to jump on the bandwagon but i definitely i'd want to do some more co-designs it'd be nice to do at least one more co-design this year um is that uh you know we you know divide things and we it definitely i think it's going to feel differently working with someone else than it is working with my current i work with clarence simpson on a game uh been awesome and so i i want to have that experience with another designer um although it's going to be a different one, but still, I'm sure, hopefully, amazing. <laughs> and, yeah. Every co-designer is a different experience. It's weird how different the experience can be with every co-designer. Um, and it's good, I think, because it just always makes you better. Like, mm-hmm. uh, I know for me, that's the case. Like, it always makes me better working with with any different co-designer, um, unless it was like a really bad relationship with a co-designer, but I've, I fortunately never had that. So that's mm-hmm. great. <laughs> like that makes me very happy <laughs> that I've always been able to have good co-designers who were, who were enjoyable to work with, right. which is important. Very important. Basically kind of think of the, um, tabletop mentorship program and mm-hmm. have had two different mentors through there. Uh, and they've both been great mentors just in different ways. I wouldn't say, you know, I, this is just different. And so I feel like it'll be kind of a similar thing with working with someone else in a co-design capacity. It'll be um, a different experience, but looking forward to it. And like you said, I think that helps with growing too and getting to take on different tasks in the game design process that you might not do with a different designer, um, that kind of stuff. That's awesome. Yeah, I hope to be able to do that again this year. I didn't have that written as a goal, but I definitely want to be a mentor again this year. I've done it twice and and both of them were vastly different experiences based on the people's needs, right? So mm-hmm. the same goes for being a mentor and working with different mentees. <laughs> it's very different. Um, but I'm super stoked about the idea of doing that again. That it, It's such a great program. So, so much fun. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys are so cool. <laughs> I mean, Raven's super cool. I think I'm doing all right. I also think you're super cool, Nicole. So. <laughs> I feel like y'all are the ones slumming it with me, so... Um, so I have some, I have some very specific ones. Um, should I do those one at a time? Should I do them like as a group? Oh, however you want. Does it matter? However you want. Okay. Well, I'll just start explaining them. And then if, well, you know, I'll do the one and then I'll, I'll do the other ones together. So the first one is, is specific, but it's about one specific game. Um, so Hannah Schaefer and I have been working on, if you find this for, for quite a while now, um, and it's taken so many forms and. And, and we both finally feel like we're finally zeroing in on 
you know, um, what we want this game to be. It started off as like this two page document that I was going to like try and like just brush up and release as like a $5 online print only thing. Um, and it's turned into this amazing 18 card game because of Hannah, which is funny because I went to an RPG designer to get help with RPG stuff and she turned it into a card game. Um, <laughs> and I'm the car and I'm like the board and card designer. So that's ridiculous. That's but, so funny. I love that. But that's what happened. Um, and the game has, has went from like something that was interesting to something that is, is really, really fun. And, and we're, we're really focusing on getting this this version of the game right because the idea is to make this like an anthology series of games um mm. where it, you know this one is if you find this and the next one is if you i think this one is if you find this shoreside hollow which is where the, the first thing takes place and then a bunch of other games that that fall into that same feeling uh but are different um but the the basic premise of the game is just that you find a um you find a letter and an item from someone who has passed on and they're asking you, they're saying, if you find this, please fulfill this request for me. Oh. Um, and then you, you go around this town uh, role playing your way through it with all these interesting characters um, in these scenes, um, trying to figure out who you're supposed to bring the, this thing to and why. Um, and each person will give you a different idea of who the person is. And, and, um, uh, and it's kind of a lot of unreliable narrators as well, where they mm -hmm. don't, they have information, but they're also kind of, they also have feelings about this person. So their information may be different uh, than the actual story. Um, and so the idea that you can replay this infinitely and always get different stories uh, mm -hmm. based on not only the characters you interact with, but also, you know, um, with also the, the way the scenes are set for each character. And, that and then finally so that cool. the recipient, yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be super fun, I think, but that the recipient is different every time as well. Like that's not yeah. set. It's not locked in. So the recipient could be any of the characters. Mm -hmm. um, and that story will shape around that each time. And, um, and I'm, I'm really excited about it. Um, and we're, we're just plugging away. I, I really want us to get through crowdfunding this year though. Like that is, that's my goal. Um, we get that out there and then, you know, we hope to be able to follow it up within six plus months to do mm -hmm. a different version of the game. And we have, we literally have like 15 versions of the game mapped out. Um, uh, we just need to get this first one. Like we know what we're going to do with it. And then, and then each game will be a different iteration of the game uh, idea with a twist. Right. And um, in each twist will be different based on location, based on what your job is in that. Um, and, and I don't want to talk about any of those because they're all like, um, they're all just kind of out these ideas right now. And, um, mm -hmm. yeah, so, but anyways, so that, that is a very specific goal. I want to crowdfund that this year, uh, successfully, I should add. <laughs> <laughs> well, that sounds super exciting and yeah, super like, so the second cool. you said the name, I'm like, oh, that sounds emotional and interesting. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's in it. The idea is it's emotional and interesting, but it's also kind of like, set to a quirky like coen brothers type style so like everything is kind of you know the characters yeah. are very weird and interesting that you meet in the town mm -hmm. and they all have some quirks to make it you know hopefully emotionally powerful but fun right and, mm -hmm. and the play tests we've done have been that and that has been really promising so yeah Sounds it a started off like as a, a somber game that i wrote in mid 2020 because i was depressed about not being able to see people so and it's turned into something a little a little more uplifting than that. It sounds like a more mature fiasco, right? Yes, yeah, fiasco <laughs> is a, is a definitely a hard inspiration for that. And as are things like The Big Lebowski, um, and um, you know, Burn After Reading is a really oh good god, one. Burn After Reading is um, so bonkers. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, somebody else, somebody else got a goal they want to throw out there. You wanted to go, Raven? Um. So I think. Another goal I have, again, nebulous, but we'll take shape in the coming months. Nothing wrong with that. All right. Uh, so, and I'm happy to hear your earlier goal because it feeds into this. Um, I want to be more intentional about the frequency and uh, location. Location sounds weird because it's all online, but like... Um, of how often I do, whether it's podcast or streaming or, um, which right now I do a little bit of streaming with girls drinking wine and playing games, um, which we 
kind of have gotten a little off of our our schedule, Uh, but kind of like firming that up and potentially doing some independent stuff. Although I don't know, it seems like a lot of time and energy. So we'll see about that. But it it can be. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure you have a lot to say about that. so yeah, just being more like deciding, okay, do I want to do something once a month, every other week, whatever, and then doing it is something right. I, I want to do this year. What about you, Nicole? Um, I have a third game design one, and it is that I would like to make an RPG because I've never done Ooh. that. And I didn't realize until, you know, I mean, you know, I met Anthony, my my late husband, playing D&D we were playing fourth edition D&D at you know at the local game store and that's how we met and I didn't really know that there was more than just D&D until I started dating him and that's how I learned about so many other role-playing games and then from there I became friends with people like Joshua A.C. Newman and Hannah Schaefer who introduced me to what I like to refer to as bespoke role-playing games and it's just I, I feel like that um, you know, I don't necessarily, I, I can't tell if it's exploded or if I've just become more aware of it. Um, mm-hmm. Also through people like Banana, you know. So mm-hmm. I think I would love to sit down and make like an emotional game, make an emotional RPG, make a game that's about, you know, possibly even making it about like grief and loss and how to handle it. But I don't know if I'm ready for that yet maybe something a little more lighthearted first but i'm worried that i'm gonna be like everybody else i know who makes rpgs and the first time i make one it's gonna be the end of my life because that's all i'm gonna want to do so so i'm i'm gonna ease into that one i think it's a good plan plan, yeah I, i do feel like with rpgs that is a problem um like and i mean like not as like a bad problem but like when you start wanting to work on RPGs, you, you you start getting more ideas for RPGs. And it's not that like that there's something about the bespoke idea, like the bespoke RPGs that like you can just make them and put them out there. Yeah. And there's a demand for that. Yeah. Like I, I I'm going to use this. I'm going to say the word easier, but I don't mean easier. Uh, I, I'm looking like like for when it comes to getting a board game published or getting an RPG published, it's not the word easier. I, I'm trying to think of it's. It's something you can do on your own more with like you get an artist, you get somebody to help you with some layout stuff. And if you're not printing a physical product, I I feel like um, it feels more attainable. Maybe that's the word I was looking for. A little more attainable because I know it's not it's not easy. Right. I mean, there's so much work to do, Um, but it also feels like something that is attainable. Um, And I know that that has drawn me to that of somebody who just likes to put get stuff, more stuff out there and feeling Mm -hmm. sometimes trapped like I can't. Um, which so that that leads me to the next goal that I have, and it's three games that I want to get out there this year in some form. I, I've been working as I've talked a little bit on the show about I do coaching and team building stuff and trying to help people. And so there are some games I've been wanting to work on for that. Um, and uh, and if you find this was kind of the launch pad for that, uh, but I've got a whole list of ones I want to work on in. in and the three that I was thinking that I feel like on my own, I can get mostly out there. One of them is pretty much done. I just need to get a writer to help me basically hire someone to help me come up with a ton of content for it. It's this mm-hmm. game called Opposite is Opposite. Um, it's a party game. It really just needs like written ideas for it. Um, and so I need to hire someone to help me with that. Um, but it's not it's not hard. And then I can literally lay that out, throw that in the Game Crafter uh, I want to make an online way to run that for teams, but also just have a, a way to put it out there physically. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm working on another game called Build a Fire, Build It Big that I really want to. Um, so it's this it's this depressing game. Oh, <laughs> so no. like, a quick overview of this game. I, I'm in I'm in love with this idea. So basically, the uh, the game, the setting is you have been told you have to evacuate your house. You know, you're never going back. Uh, you've been given a, a wagon, a large wagon, and told to fill it with as many things as you can um, to, uh, to that you don't want to get rid of. And so before you play the game as yourself, you'll get a checklist of 
here are the type of things that you should bring, like a memento that reminds you of this or or that. But it's not like staples. Like it's not like food and stuff like that. It's right. things you want to rescue, right? Mm-hmm. And it's not like those spaghettios you've been waiting to eat, you know? Right, right, <laughs> right. Um. So, and then the game begins as you've started to be led through like this like forested area, trying to get to the other side where you're going to be safe. Um, but you come upon this person who's one of the people helping you get out and they've built this big fire and, and somewhere around this clearing in the forest, uh, there's something like in lurking in the shadows. Right. Um, and it's, 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 we don't know what it is, but it's not good. Uh, and it, and it wants to come in and and the guy says, listen, we're out of firewood. Uh, we have to, we have to keep this fire going until morning. Yeah. Nicole sees where this is going. Um, and so the game is about processing uh, and talking about the things you are willing to burn. Wow! Um, that you just Jason, saved from your so house. Dark. That you just saved. <laughs> cool. You just saved all those things. You just made me make all those hard decisions. It's right. the idea is that it's a the idea is that it's a conversation starter um, that can also it allows you to talk about things that are important to you, but it also theoretically allows you to handle things like empathy. Where Nicole, I I might say I've got this thing. I hate to get rid of it. But, you know, it would say, I need this type of item, right? We have to put right. this type of item in the fire. And we all have that type of item, right? Right. And so when we all talk about that type of item, I may say, well, Raven and Nicole, yours are clearly more important to you than me. I'll throw mine on to get us through this hour, right? Oh, my God. Um, oh, wow. So, yeah. So that is, that's a game I, I want to get out there in one way or another. Um, that's something I think Hannah's going to help me with. But I know that I can at least get the base core of it built. And then the final thing is um, uh, I'm, I, I want to work. I want this year to complete a solo journaling game. I've got ideas for one. Uh, so for anybody that doesn't know who's listening, a solo journaling game um, can come in many forms, but what I want to do is I want to have you would purchase the game or sign up for the game. Or if I was like helping somebody as a coach, I might give them this game. And then for X number of days, probably like 30 ish, you'll get an email prompt every day that says that here's the scenario that's happening. Here's the information. Um, and then you would just journal for 10 minutes about what you think about that and what you might do because of that. And then the next day you get the next prompt and the next thing. And, um, uh, and this actually started this idea. I got this idea this week because my, uh, my, uh, we were in Georgia, but I have security cams all outside of my house because I have OCD and I feel better about that. Um, and, uh, so we don't have any inside the house, uh, but somebody was staying watching our dog. So like, I could see, like, I could see the dog, like they would let the dog out and I could see my dog jingling outside on his leash and stuff. Um, but that was the only window into what was, I could see that it was snowing. So I have no idea what's actually happening. Right. But I have, but I can see like, Oh, the mail just brought a big package today or this happened or this happened. Right. Um, and that was, that was really intriguing to me. Like that, the idea of like seeing like what's happening outside your house with no context of what's going on inside. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and so that type of thing, that just really felt like an interesting idea. Not that I would use that idea, but that kind of got me in the zone of thinking like, I want to do this. So this is a fresh idea, but it's something I want to challenge myself to do this year because I I think it's, I've been interested in it, um, but never really considered it until now. So, yeah. I love that. Jason, I feel like I have all the feels from like, you're like these deep, like emotional, (laughs) but fun sounding lots like fun games. And like, it really, I think it's great. It sounds both in the design process and then when you're playtesting it and then when other people are playing it, there's just so much like you get the fun that you get from playing a game, but there's also so many other great emotions and experiences that are happening to you. Um, that's great. Mm-hmm. That's my hope. So that's good to hear you say that. <laughs> that's what I'm really hoping will happen with this. Yes. Uh, somebody uh, somebody else want to say something now? Um, yeah. Talk I, about something? <laughs> Does someone else want to talk, please? Um, so I, my last goal that I have here is um, I, I, and I, I say this like pretty much every year, once a year, I, I want to like get my finger on the pulse of the gaming community more. And like, like the world of gaming, like, I feel like I'm, I, 
am pretty good at that with video games. Like I know what video games are coming out. I know the names of the designers that I like for video games. Like I, you know, I have like a special calendar in my, in my Google calendar. That's just for when video games are going to get released. You know what I mean? But I I don't, I like, I don't have that with board games. So I would love to like listen to more gaming podcasts, read more books about game design. And, and especially, you know, I did, I did for, I did briefly like, get into like reading like news and articles about board games, but I just kind of fell out of it. So I kind of want to like, like, I wish there was like a Kotaku of board gaming, right. Where it's like, or like a Polygon of board gaming, but Polygon actually has been, they do have like some writers over there who love board games that have been writing about board games, which is great. But mm-hmm. yeah. So I think I want to try to put in like a little bit of effort and try to just learn more about, game design and the gaming world and like what's coming out when and like you know because people will be like oh i love this game because so and so made it and i love all of his other games and i'm like i've never heard of that person i don't know what their other games are and then they'll name like all their games and i'll be like oh i've played like half of those and i do actually like them and i can't i guess i can believe the same person made all of those games because they are really good so except um dr finn i love dr finn and own all his games and actually got to meet him at pax and i fan rolled over him which was hilarious <laughs> nice <laughs> my friends introduced nice. me to him and he's like no lie he's like an older philosophy professor and i'm there like <laughs> like giggling i asked him to sign my games for me my friend was like yeah you just made his day so yeah i mean dr finn if you're listening to this oh my god you're amazing it was so great to meet you those moments are so (laughs) like i definitely would so i wonder i feel like we probably walked by one another at pax but oh absolutely yeah right at least like three times i'm sure (laughs) (laughs) there are definitely like some people i i like some people I went up to and I talked to, but a lot of people I'm just like, I'm going to observe from over here. From over like I feel so like, ah, I don't want to, you know, I really like your games and I like, you know, interacting with you online or whatever, but it's like, ah, I'll just save it for Twitter or something like that. Oh yeah. <laughs> making that leap into. It's uh, also hard because like, I mean, it was, it was really like overwhelming at PAX because everybody had masks on. So you're like, not only are you like, who is I, this? Yeah, you're kind of like, <laughs> you're kind of like, oh no, is that the person I think it is? And then by the time you like, like they're like gone and yeah. Right. Moment, so. Moments over. But yeah. Yeah. Maybe next year. Exactly. I mean, I don't know. Nicole, Are we ever not going to um, wear masks again? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm going to say for the 77th time, I'm going to plug uh, Building Blocks of Tabletop Game Design by Isaac and Jeffrey. I do own uh, that, and I will put that at the top this, of my list right this now. This book for me has been because I always felt really imposter syndrome about not understanding game design terms and stuff. Mm. Um, I've never been like a tech term type person, and I know that that's not tech, but um, like uh, I've just never been good at jargon when it comes to like technical jargon or jargon around a specific thing. Um, so, uh, yeah, so that book has been amazing for me to Thank help you. me with that. I will so, put yeah. that at the, that, that was the other thing, you know, I have like game design, a book of lenses and like all these other books that sounded cool. So I bought them and like, yeah, just haven't read any of them. Me too. And that's the only one I've actually read most of. <laughs> it's great because if you're like, I want to do something with this type of mechanic, just go read about all the other games that have done it and how, how they describe it. And then you can go test it. <laughs> It's, right. it's really great. Perfect. That's exactly what I need. Really, right really, really helpful to me. Awesome. Yeah, Thank I definitely. So I brought it from the library and I got through a good chunk of it before it's like, you know, your hole is expired and now someone else gets to read it. So I think that's one of the ones I want to add that to my my personal library so that I can access it whenever I want to. It's a good one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You have any other goals, Raven? Um, I have, I, oh, okay, came back. I'm like, oh no, it's gone. Uh, <laughs> the last one, uh, I think, uh, so what I'd like to do, I started doing it a little bit, I don't know, a while ago and then I just fell off. Um, but doing smaller, like design challenges, whether mm-hmm. it's using those like, um, what is it? 10 minute prompts they have a thing is that a website there's something there's board gameizer if you want some really weird ideas that can be fun like really weird perhaps it's that oh what's it called board what'd you say 
you, board gameizer. So board gameizer is super super wacky in a good way. Like I just pulled it up and it says mechanic, take that theme, Antarctica demon hunting victory first to win a number of rounds and a constraint that is must have cards with secret goals, which I guess makes sense if you're demon hunting in Antarctica and there's take that. So, oh my God, yeah. I want to make an Antarctic demon hunting game now. I'm actually going to save this one. That's, <laughs> that's damn good. That's our first co design. Exactly, yes. exactly. Uh, there's another one. It's a 10-minute design challenge.co.uk. So from across the pond. Um, and you just press a button. This one. That sounds so cool. Also, Jason, I just want to add um, about the Antarctic demon hunting. Um, I have watched 12 and a half seasons of Supernatural. So I am valuable. I can be a valuable <laughs> member of this team is all I'm saying. We should talk about it. I, I would be into that. I, it's uh, I, Antarctica is one of my favorite things to to talk about. So, for real, no, like for real, Raven, don't give me that look. I saw that look of like she's like nothing. <laughs> of you all see? the things that one would like to talk about, it's just I wouldn't have. Thought. I like Antarctica. I like far flung places that no one can go to. I like talking about those things. <laughs> the greatest, the greatest, my greatest idea in the world would be to be able to go to the island called Buvatoya, which is the single most inaccessible uh, island in the entire world. It's farther away from any other landmass. It's like the closest thing is maybe like a thousand miles away and it's Antarctica. Oh, wow. And uh, like very few people have went there. It's super un un unhospitable. I don't want to go stay there. I just want to say that I've been there. So, yeah. <laughs> so there's, there's a small island between Philly and New Jersey and um, it's literally called Petty Island, P-E-T-T-Y. And I've cracked so many jokes about it because I'm just like, oh, I'm about to go to Petty Island. And then I say something really petty. But no, really, I do want to visit that island. But I think it's like, I don't know, some like, I think they do like something industrial there. I don't, it's unclear. It's, cl it's clearly like some secret government island. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. It could be actually just secretly owned by TC Petty, the game designer. Oh, get him on the It does horn. seem to fit their MO. TC, do you own Petty Island? Who is this? Um, <laughs> TC would say yes, for sure. <laughs> the, uh, yeah, I, Raven, I think those are, that's some really good ideas is to like do more of those challenges that make your brain flex, like, yeah. uh, in different right. ways. I still I still say one of the things that has made me the game designer that I am today, for better or worse, is is the experience I've gotten on this show, especially in the first couple hundred episodes of having to pitch a game every other week and having to come up with just ridiculous ideas. And and Rob and I consistently challenging each other to do pitch challenges where like on the spot we had to do this. Like I okay. literally since we saw this Antarctica thing, I'm having trouble not designing that game in my head right now. Like. I already have a good idea of how that could work. Um, I already feel like you're doing all the work and I'm not doing enough work. <laughs> well, you know, Nicole, it does feel like that. I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> um, so I, I think anything you can do to really make your design mind work mm -hmm. um, in new and interesting ways is great. Like it's, um, you know, it's great. I mean, I, I talked before, I, I, I got a job making the the word game for kids from this education company because they said, this is what we want. And I pitched them a game on the spot off the cuff. That was 90% of what the game ended up being when they published it. That's amazing. And it's just, it's not, it's not like a special skill or something. It's just, it's a lot. It's the whole 10,000 hour thing, right? It's a lot of practice, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Um, a muscle so. that needs to be exercise so hopefully whether it's once a week or every other week probably every other is more sustainable right right, um, right. but you know i think that's that. a great idea you should definitely do that um i have one last real quick simple goal and it's just i want to continue to work with the awesome co-designers i have been working with uh but i i do want to work with some new people too i um i i you know when i first started working with co-designers i felt weird working with other co-designers but now now I just find that it's the best thing for me to keep me moving forward is to like to work with multiple designers. And I try to be very, very specific in how I pick designers to work with for specific projects, mm -hmm. whether it's an interest we both have 
or it's like a skill set that I see like, okay, for this game, I'm going to need somebody with this type of brain because I don't know that I could do this part. So, oh, man, you need somebody with a brain. Oh, I'm out. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe the type of brain was half a brain. (laughs) Oh, no. So, so yeah, that. No, that, that's it. That's it. I just want to work with more co-designers, continue to do that. Um, that has been one of my favorite things about game design. And, you know, some designers I'll work on with one game and then that's kind of what we did. And, you mm-hmm. know, for now, and that's okay. Others like, you know, uh, Kelly Hoagland is 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 one of the people I work with a ton. And, and that's just because we work together super really well. I've worked with Neil Roberts a lot, too. And, um, and if I work really well with somebody, we might keep working on stuff. But sometimes, too, like banana and i have worked on two games that have been great i think both of them are going to end up being signed and like but like we haven't worked on anything else of late because we both kind of went in different directions and that's okay like you know i mean mm-hmm. um there's nothing wrong with that she doesn't return my calls but um <laughs> just kidding. we're pals no but no it's um i think it's important to 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 do that so mm-hmm. i'm excited to hear that y'all are going to do some co-designing too because um yeah i think it's great does anyone have any final thoughts here before we uh, before we call it a show? No, I just I just feel I feel like, you know, I keep I keep coming back to what Raven said about like, you know, the idea that these are like nebulous ideas. But the more I've like, even just getting them out of my head has has made mm-hmm. them feel like so much more attainable than they were an hour ago. <laughs> So I, I feel I feel really good talking about all this stuff. So thank you guys. Thank you both so much. Yeah. Thank you guys. I think too, like one last note, I was going to say this at the beginning when we were talking about goals, you know, setting specific goals is great, but like there's also the idea of the infinite goals, which I know Julio and I talked about at one point where like, if you have a bunch of specific goals and you achieve them, uh, it can be very depressing uh, once you achieve them because you've completed the goal now what do you do right um and uh and the idea of the infinite goal of like you know i'm going to continue putting out more games i'm going to continue working with people i'm going to continue working with these ideas um those type of goals while more nebulous can actually help you consistently carry on without getting uh depressed because you've hit a goal or hit a certain achievement so yeah yeah that's awesome um well Thank you too for chatting with me tonight. This was loads of fun and it came to this episode came together very quickly. So I appreciate that. Um, well, listeners, I hope you enjoyed this and I hope you've got some good goals for 2022. Um, tweet us, tweet them, tweet them to us. Uh, we'd love to hear them or come to our discord and let's chat about them. Uh, you can find us at buildinggamepodcast.com. Of course, find our discord channel there. You can email us buildinggamepodcast@gmail.com. Call us at 770-HOTEL-BTG. You can, of course, reach us on the Twitter. Uh, the podcast is at at podcast BTG. <laughs> I've been saying that for 10 years now and I still get it wrong. Uh, I am at J.A. Slingerland. Raven is at underscore Raven McKenzie. And Nicole is at Toits, T-O-I-T-O-I-T-S. And um, yeah, but until next time, good night. Building the game with Jason and friends, with Jason and friends. Building the game, building the game with Jason and friends, with Jason and friends. Dial 770 Hotel BTG. Please don't use the email.